This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality. This is Morgan Berry, the voice of 13 from My Hero Academia. You're listening to ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. This week, All Elite Wrestling announces their new wrestling game coming to consoles very soon. More fighting game announcements made at this year's EVO tournament, now run by Sony. And in our final stage, I review Azor Striker Gun Vault 3 for the Nintendo Switch. All this and more as ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extra. Select start. Welcome to the show to give you all the news, views, and opinions in the world of gaming. This is ACMG presents Talk Time Live Extras. Select start with your host, Xavier Josiah. Power up and game on. and welcome back to yet another game-filled episode of Select Start. I am your host, Xavier Josiah. As I mentioned in our Prime show, this will be the only show I do this week because I will be celebrating my 17th wedding anniversary with my wife. And uh, what better way to do so than to just chill and relax in this insufferable heat, but at a spa. So we're gonna enjoy that, go to a lot of places to eat and have a lot of good fun. But could not do this week without talking about what's going on in the gaming world and some explosive news has come by, especially for wrestling fans. The news that we've been waiting for and the th- all of the content that we've been waiting for has finally come to fruition because All Elite Wrestling finally announced Fight Forever, which we were told that this was gonna be the name of the game a while ago, it was trademarked and whatnot. And it is officially in form it is here the logo the graphic the art uh box uh everything is it's finally here it's been announced and there was information regarding pre-orders on amazon with the box art shown on there but the graphic for the game was taken down shortly after people called wind of it uh i i guess they didn't expect people maybe i'm not sure sometimes they do things on on purpose we talked about this in our um in the ACMG Facebook group, which you can go to at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash ACMG one. If you are a person who wants to actually socialize with people, not solicit things and wants to enjoy all things, anime, comics, movies, and games with like-minded individuals. This is not a place for hiding. This is a place to gathering and enjoying, but I digress in our ACMG Facebook group. We actually, uh, had a conversation in regards to, um, you know, leak things that were leaked and, and leaked. And I mentioned something in regards to, you know, we had this conversation about, of all things, Roger Corman's Fantastic Four, which is like the worst Marvel movie ever made so bad that, you know, Stan Lee did not want this to come out. And one of our ACMG uh, members, 
I don't know how old he is, but I mean, he obviously remembers that particular movie, but he seemed to believe that that movie was released. It was not released. It was leaked. It was, I remember when this happened, this was leaked and he felt that it was probably planned. Here's the thing in the nineties, which the, the Roger Corman movie came out in 94. It literally was so bad that it's one of those things that a company does not want you to see it because it harms their brand. It makes them look bad. It makes them look like they are incapable of creating what Marvel Studios is now creating for the company. It, you know, you don't want you don't want bad stuff coming out. Here's the thing. It was a total leak. It was a legit leak, not a fake leak. And there's a difference between it because I'm and where I'm going to lead to this right here. A this leak was leaked because Marvel had no real gain from anybody seeing this movie. They it leaked and they got no profit from this. OK, so like they, they gained no profit. People always think that like leak. They don't think thoroughly about the whole leaking situation. When you leak the, the difference between that when getting leaked and something like this getting leaked is because this is made to profit. This game is made to profit. So if they supposedly quote unquote leak the whole thing, it's only going to make people more excited about wanting to get the game and seeing what the game is about. Fantastic four from, you know, 1994 was never meant to come out and they never got a dime for that leaked version. It just got leaked. It just got out there. You know, it's only like a, a fake leak. A fake leak usually leads to funds. You know, um, it's it's an it's an it's an intentional promotional strategy that the that modern day companies do and, and marketing companies do to get people excited. So when they, a lot of times when they say it's leaked, it's not really leaked. A lot of times it's just prepped. To be leaked but the end game is that it's it's bringing anticipation to fans and eventually when it comes out people are going to want to buy it more so they're playing on that idea not in 1984 because they never thought that thoroughly you didn't they didn't think of strategies that far in 1984 when something got leaked they were pissed because it wasn't supposed to get out there when wolverine when uh x-men wolverine origins got leaked they were pissed because one, it was unfinished. We got to see the behind the scenes of it. And then it really ruined the, the, uh, the momentum, any momentum that that movie had get it in there. This right here was, I, I, it's, it's very possible. It could have been a planned leak. So nonetheless, that got out and people caught wind of it. They took down this, the graphic could have been all planned. This is kayfabe draw <laughs> the following day. AEW games put an official video announcing the game and with similar graphics to the box art that was taken away. So whatever you saw on Amazon was legit uh, from that point. No release date was announced, but they promised more information to come on August 12th at the THQ Nordic showcase. The beautiful part about this little teaser that they did, which some people for some reason on Twitter didn't understand why, you know, they didn't provide a lot of it's a teaser, man. Like for God's sakes, could people stop acting like they are, they know everything and, and then prove that they know nothing on social media. 
I always say this, please, if you're listening, remember this. Social media does not hide one's intelligence. It exposes it. So remember that when you try to prove something and you lack merit in your claims or statements or whatever, please do your homework, understand, learn about things. You can't be a genius and never experience anything to become a genius. A genius is not just something that is, is not always just somebody with a special gift. Sometimes being a genius is being a genius, I should say, requires a lot of effort and work and determination and diligence. You know, to and, and experience to know this. You can't just know things just for the sake of knowing things. That's so delusional. I digress again. <laughs> um, but you know, again, they said that um the, the beautiful part about this teaser is that seeing they're really hitting nostalgia points here. You got Ukes that are show the with their new logo that is uh being shown. I actually like the new logo, it's pretty it's pretty uh modern and flashy, but you have THQ Nordic and then they trans you know they uh it, it's morphed into the original thq logo that everybody is nostalgic with that's associated with games like you know no mercy wrestlemania 2000 uh all the wwe games up until you know uh 2k games took it over it was beautiful just to see that again and to see everything so just hours later a quote-unquote leaked video of the gameplay was an uh was released on twitter and this basically it was this i think this was planned i absolutely think this was planned so it's it's not even just a gameplay it's the whole entire uh video vignette which has uh which is presented by dr Britt baker dmd and tony shivani as you guys know they're great friends and they that's how they play it on storyline and they play it on here too uh so it it's really it's really funny it's really funny skit showing a little bit of what the game has to offer you have tony you know walking to his uh his uh hotel room and brit just happens to hear him coming and she looks out and invites him to come into the uh to her room and the whole room is trashed it has pizza everywhere it's like cans everywhere tony's like what the hell is going on here what has been happening and she takes her glasses off and does the little model glam thing it's hilarious and she like aew fight forever that's what's been going on here so they sit down and then they start playing the game the game gives us a little bit of what the uh what it has to offer including the use of weapons and mini games which is a first in any wrestling game i've ever played i don't i i really felt back in terms of like even the GameCube WWE games, I don't think there were ever been any type of mini games into this. this is, it's pretty, it's a pretty awesome concept. And it kind of plays up on the, the goofiness of like, it, it gives me a BTE type of vibe with this. So it does play up to the Young Bucks and and the um, and Kenny Omega and, and their type of antics and everything. So it kind of fits this format. And this is kind of the AEW brand. It's like, yeah, they're hardcore real wrestling, but every once in a while, there's some BTE, which is like a total variety of comedy here. And there's a mini game that looks like um, it's going to be sort of like a rhythm based game where it's going to be Penta says, because that's one of the like sort of kind of one of the um, 
the signature things that are said here in, in AEW. And you're going to have to do, it's like Simon says, but it's Penta says, so you're going to have to do everything Penta does and hit um, button combinations. It's really cool. Here's another really crazy one, which has, it looks like uh, Kushida basically using her Kindle stick to bat a baseball, which has arms or whatever. It's it's so wacky and weird, but it's in the field that Tony Khan uh, and, the, and his father owns in that stadium, Daly's Play Stadium or whatever like that. And you're just, you know, batting this thing up. And then there's another mini game where they show like a whole bunch of wrestlers in a battle royal, or whatever like. So it's really crazy. But the actual gameplay they showed on air had um, it was Britt Baker playing herself versus um, Tony, who was playing uh, Adam Cole, which is, you know, Britt Baker's uh, boyfriend. And it was it looked pretty awesome. I noticed right away the animations shown in the gameplay were very familiar with the uh, classic Aki engine style animations that we were used to, especially when you see uh, Baker apply her signature finisher submission on Adam Cole and it just rocks back and forth until they submit. I, I remember that vividly. Uh, so it, the, the Aki engine gameplay looks to be absolutely in here. If you are fans of the Aki engine, if you play any of the like virtual uh, rest, pro wrestling uh, one and two in Japan and um, any of the No Mercy games or anything, you know the familiar, you know, um, I guess characteristics and animations and mannerisms of the Aki engine. It's it definitely is showing a hair. It looked very smooth. Um, there was a little bit of a note in the bottom that said, you know, this is still, you know, this, this is still in development. So this, there's some things that might change from what you're seeing right now. But for, based from the last stuff that we saw, this looks like it's coming quite a ways. And the fact that they had that message on it, that, that little disclaimer on there leads me to believe that they are in the process of finishing it but it's not quite done yet and i got a feeling it's only it's probably going to come my prediction i'm thinking it's coming first quarter of 2023 i think like january february we may be getting this game i would be surprised if it's anywhere near to the holiday season of this year but it looks like they're getting to it um as well um in the video also i wanted to mention that uh brit said that the control scheme is simplistic compared to other wrestling games quote unquote uh i know where that was aimed at and I, actually it could be aimed at you know um the 2k you know wwe series it could also be aimed at um fire pro wrestling because fire pro wrestling among all the wrestling games are the most complex of them all uh it took me a long time to really get adjusted to the fire pro uh style of uh gameplay compared to the other ones it is it was the most complex of the bunch and i i now love it because it's so much you could do in that game now but i i i hope that this is not entirely too simplistic like they said arcade but i hope it's not too much to the case here so the official web on the official website of the aew games uh or nor uh thq nordic website they mentioned uh the following features which is included and i'm gonna go on there right now bear with me and boom here we go so we got uh art it has what it says arcade feeling developed by acclaimed wrestling game developer ukes 
they don't also mention the uh, person who is respond. One of the people, you know, direct one of the directors of the game is one of the former directors of No Mercy as well. So the Aki Engine gameplay is going to be in here as well. Um, but he's in affiliation with Ukes at this point. So AEW Fight Forever is the first video game officially licensed by All Elite Wrestling. The best of the best from the AEW talent roster means players can look forward to playing as some of the most legendary wrestlers in Enter the Ring, plus all new high-flying AEW talent. AEW Fight Forever combines nostalgic arcade wrestling feel with innovative AEW finishers and tandem off uh, offense moves. So there are pictures that they show right now uh, the screenshots that they show, uh, one is going to be with Moxley putting the, uh, Death Rider onto, uh, Kenny Omega. You got Kenny Omega doing his, um, V trigger onto Chris Jericho. You got another one with him, uh, with, uh, Moxley pinning, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Omega pinning Moxley. You got another one with, uh, it looks like, um, uh, hangman page slamming moxley onto a ladder so that looks like the uh false count anywhere deal you got thunder rosa abedin who's on here and yuka is on here as well it's good to see the japanese talent is going to be um in his game too and they're in some type of a three-way um match with thunder rosa using what it looks to be a fire extinguisher in here. You also see a really awesome detailed, beautiful picture of Chris Jericho with Floyd the Bat in his spiky uh, jacket, look, the Painmaker jacket. And then you see another picture of the um, the actual uh, mini game that Kushida is uh, going to be uh, is going to be uh, playing in too. So the career mode in here, they explain that the uh, AEW Fight Forever's deep career mode highlights the fun and personality of all of an all elite wrestling life on the road players can create and develop their own wrestler who joins the aew roster and appears in matches and stories other um over the uh, event schedule this sounds very much like the old uh wrestlemania 2000 style uh you know career mode here um points are earned by winning matches and fulfilling certain uh, objectives which can be used to enhance uh, their wrestler stats. So it sounds like a little bit of an RPG element added here. So customizations, uh, AEW Fight Forever's wide range of customizations options include wrestler uh, attire and appearances, movesets, uh, entrance teams and arenas. Nothing on creative belts or anything like that, at least not yet. And I, you know what, as much as I love that on uh, WWE 2K and that's only because I'm not a fan of WWE at this moment at least until I see change so I get to create my own stuff you know I don't mind my character wearing the belt of AEW plus I love that title that title belt is awesome all their title belts is phenomenal I hope the six-man tag gets in here too because they just announced the trios uh, tag titles which looks beautiful as well so I hope they get implemented into the game too or if not in a later date as well as this next up thing that I'm talking about, match types. More match types than you can count. Now, I'm gonna question this because they, when they say this, they mention single, tag team, three-way, four-way, ladder, casino battle royal, false count anywhere, unsanctioned lights out, and exploding death wire, uh, barbed wire matches. All right, 
I don't know if you can really say that that's more matches than I count because I know thoroughly all that you could do in WWE 2K right now. And what's missing from this is the cage match, um, which is their signature cage match. Now, granted, they're still in development and that may come in eventually. Another match that I feel that is missing out of here as well, that I can speak for every uh, AEW fan would like to see in here because it's not only a match that we don't see, that we don't uh, see in here. This is a match we don't even see in any wrestling game. And that is Blood and Guts, which is formally known or branded by, trademarked by WWE as War Games or The Match Beyond. So basically, it's a two side. It's a two. It's two rings wrapped around steel, with a rooftop, and you got people going in. You know, one by one, until every party comes in, and then it's submission or surrender. This is one of the greatest matches ever, and it was created by Virgil Reynolds, aka Dusty Rhodes, the American Dream. Rest in peace, and thank you. Um, he created this match in 1987, and it was still to this day one of the greatest gimmick matches you could ever do. It's the, it's the culmination of everything you've seen in a rivalry building up into something way major. Like, this will be endgame. You know, they just recently did it involving um, the uh, Jericho Appreciation Society versus, um, you know, the... Uh, Blackpool Combat Club and uh, Eddie Kingston and um, Proud and Powerful Eddie Ortiz and uh, oh, I forgot just say Proud and Powerful for now um, Santa, uh, Santa um, I'm about to say Santiago that's not the name Santana and Ortiz there you go and it's an epic 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 match and I hope that if they don't again if they don't have it at the beginning that It'll be something that'll be added via a season pass or whatever like that. Please add that on because it'll be, I, I, I guarantee you, if they add Blood and Guts, the Blood and Guts match to that game, it will change everything. And the game is already solid. It will change the dynamic of uh, wrestling games because no, everybody's been waiting to have a War Games match in a video game for ages and it's not come yet. We're at the process of the PlayStation 5 era, the Xbox One, I mean, the Xbox Series X, S era, the PC era, if you will. We have more than enough power to do this at this point. There's no excuse. Hell, I would say that another company would like to do this and they have talked about doing this, but it has not come to fruition yet, but it may be in process. And if the little truck that could can tries to do it in their own way, still, that makes a major difference. Whoever gets the Blood and Guts War Games match there first, I think is going to make a big difference in terms of what fans are going to think about, you know, um, wrestling games. But so far, so good. This game looks absolutely, uh, it looks, it looks really good so far i want to say fantastic because i haven't played it yet I, I, you know we're just seeing it and it's still under development right now but it, it just looks really well it looks really good i want to also note too that there are links in the bottom of the website at the uh, of this uh of the aew.thqnordic.com uh, 
if you go on there you can see everything from there but in the bottom they uh let you they give you the chance to pre-order right now and they have it available for all systems including uh ps5 ps4 windows xbox one xbox uh series xs and nintendo switch and that's going to be the big deal because of the situation that occurred in 2018 involving wwe2k18 which is widely undoubtedly undebatably undeniably the worst nintendo switch game ever and i've played the course of over maybe 200 over 250 games on the nintendo switch um that is still the worst game ever bar none it is no i've i've not found a game that was even worse than that it was the most buggy glitchy unfinished game that ever happened and so much so i think nintendo really became a little bit more strict with their uh with the requirements of games being able to be passed on to the game uh, to be sold in the uh e-shop and in this website all everything is available for pre-order uh digital and standard edition uh, for uh, on amazon everything except for nintendo switch which only has the physical version available on amazon but the digital one says that um there's no link available for it in this country yet i think they're still working on the process of getting the nintendo switch one working which i'm not going to be totally worried yet because they're not really done we don't have really information on what's going on but i do know for a fact and if you've been listening to the show then you heard me explain the process of the nintendo switch and how strict things are um there they have to make sure that they're qualified because again you remember they're not just making a port you know making a port for playstation and xbox is okay because they kind of have similar you know uh control schemes that you can you know with few minor tweaks to it but the nintendo switch is something totally different because of the joy cons and if you're playing with the joy cons and the joy cons separate and you're not playing handheld mode then you're gonna have to make sure that the game plays really good in handheld mode but also plays good and just when it's when you're playing multiplayer or you know co-op and you're playing with the joy cons itself so that's what they're have to face off and i don't think that they're at the level yet otherwise it would have been shown on here and that also could mean that if they even tried to pass it with uh nintendo then nintendo probably said no you didn't you haven't met all of our qualifications retro mania wrestling went through the same process retro soft studios had to go through the same exact process uh i'm sure kenny omega is well aware of this and they are going to try to make sure that this is going to be a thing i hope that this works because this is nothing i talk about blood and guts that doesn't that pales in comparison to if they were a, if they're able to make a version for the nintendo switch and it becomes a solid form of gameplay and it actually works and it's fluid and there's no bugs or not that many bugs and glitches or the bugs and glitches are minor they're gonna they're gonna make 2k games look bad they're gonna make wwe once again look bad if they are able to do this and wwe failed to do this so i am hoping i am praying that this um but look the 12th is coming next week and uh we'll have a little bit more information on this next friday to be exact so 
we'll get a little bit more information on what's going to happen but uh i am excited i'm very excited by the way the art the uh cover art or the uh, you know for this um it doesn't have one person on there it has six people on here and i thought that the choices that they made were very good um i really i really uh like what they did cm punk is at the front Britt Baker's on the side. Kenny Omega is in the side. John Moxley is on air. Chris Jericho's on air. And Jay Cargill is in the back. And you know what? This was a great choice. I can't see anybody better than these are the marquee talent that they have right now in there that is, has really moved a needle. Chris Jericho, more than any of anything. CM Punk, he the minute he came in. He made so many moves for the place, so I, I'm not surprised that he's at the front of this. Plus, that's a statement to WWE again, because he was on the um, guys. Remember, he was on the cover of um, the WWE 2K game a while back. Um, but you know, it, which was actually I think it was 19, maybe um, that he was on air. It was 17 or 19. It was on air. Either way, it was one of the better WWE games that they. Um, that they had with him on air and they had the attitude mode on air as well so um this one i think is really justified to see cm punk back on a wwe game for the first time in years is awesome kenny omega back in a, uh in a video game john moxley back in a video like everybody and this is Britt baker and jay cargill's first time in a video game as well so you know they have a whole lots of representation on here as well so I really dig what they did here and I'm looking forward to what's to come next. So hopefully we'll get more information from that point there. So um, let's get into some fighting game news, people. Evo, which was just acquired by Sony a while back, um, has made their announcements of what games will be available during the tournament. Uh, there also have been told that there will be announcements for this event, uh, this tournament regarding a lot of different fighting games. According to IGN, we will expect announcements from Sony with their new PlayStation tournaments, Evo Lounge, uh, which is a new event, that a new live event that's going to be playing that is going to show um, and reveal a lot of content that is to be expected from the following companies, Capcom, who is currently uh, in development of Street Fighter 6 expected to come out next year. We got Warner Brothers who uh, created, who's, uh, I didn't create it, who, you know, most notably for Mortal Kombat and Injustice from NetherRealm Studios. Um, and they're they recently just made um, the, uh, what is that, Multiverses, which I actually did get a chance to play. It's a, I like it. I don't like the fact that it's a free to play. I don't like the fact that um, there's no, there's a lack of depth and storyline. It feels more like a mobile game more than anything. What I do like about the game is the team, the tag team features that it has in there. So that, that's what kind of separates it from um, Super Smash Brothers, but by no means, it's not Super Smash Brothers and it, it doesn't even have a roster big enough. And I'm sure the roster will fill up, you know, down the line, but even still the prestige of Super Smash Brothers is a definite, you know, thing that you can't, overlook uh bandai namco who you know of course is uh you know 
responsible for Tekken and Dragon Ball Fighters. Arc System Work, who is known for Guilty Gear, Blaze Blue, actually Dragon Ball Fighters itself, uh, actually uh, so many other you know awesome anime style fighting games that have uh, come in of late. Uh, Kill a Kill, Grand Blue, uh, Fantasy Versus, you know. Hey, just so many. So they're going to be expected there. And SNK, of course, with King of Fighters. Uh, this live event will air uh, tomorrow. Today is the 4th. It's going to air on August 5th and 6th. My wedding anniversary is on the 6th, by the way. So I probably won't get any information until later on from that. This is the first in-person EVO event held by Sony. Uh, and the first since 2019, you know, which was put to put uh it was canceled due to the pandemic uh for the next two years leading up to now so ed boone actually uh commented on this and uh, on twitter and denied any participation of this event from netherrealm because you know netherrealm is associated with wb games so you would think so but again multiverses is also a, a wb games fighter as well so it may be more information on that or Ed Boone could be lying because Ed Boone has been known to troll and keep uh, fans hanging with announcements. So I wouldn't put too much stock into that, you know, that tweet because he's done it before. Um, he's done it with the whole spawn thing. He's done it many a times before with um, Marlena, uh, you know, so if he's if he is not telling the truth, then it could be he we will get an announcement about a new Mortal Kombat we may get an announcement about a new injustice or if i was my choice if we're not getting either of that i just want him to port injustice one and two and remaster those games or something like that to the newer consoles with you know more updated you know uh modifications and port that to the nintendo switch because you can play injustice one and two now on a nintendo switch easily so i love injustice two especially i really really love that game so I uh, we'll see when that comes up tomorrow and uh, Saturday as well. So the evil lineup of games uh, included this year is very interesting. Street Fighter Five Champions Edition. I got a feeling this is the last. This is going to be the final Street Fighter Five Championship Edition competition for Evo. Guilty Gear Strive uh, is announced. No brainer there. One of the games of the year. Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate will be added. No brainer. Tekken 7. No brainer. King of Fighters 15 saw that coming this one was a surprise melty blood lumina I, I own this i actually played this game this isn't i didn't see this as a as an esport competitional game like this is one of those games that has that i believe i correct me if i'm wrong but i believe this is one of the games that has like that new simplistic melee style of, you know gameplay that simplistic style i'm not too fa a fan of for fighting games um, not melee fighters. That's something different. That's their own thing. But yeah, I don't know. I'm really surprised at that I, I got maybe I got to go back and play Melty Blood uh, again and really see for myself. But I'm pretty sure that that's one of them. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters is back, which was another popular one. Grand Blue Fantasy Versus. It kind of that game kind of plays on both game uh, control schemes. There, Skullgirl Second Inc. Encore. That game is just as old as Street Fighter. Man, this is crazy. But you know, it's still a legit fighter that people love. So 
Surprisingly absent from this year's tournament is Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, which Nintendo decided to not be involved with the tournament this year for the first time. Super Smash Bros. has been a significant part of EVO dating back to 2007 and has seen some memorable moments of gameplay from eSport uh, contestants. Nintendo recently partnered with Panda Global, which is a famous eSport brand that focuses on single player competitions to put together their first licensed esport tournament in North America. So that kind of, I think that plays a factor into that as well. Plus, Sony owning Evo kind of weirds me out. It, you know, it's, 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 I feel like it, 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 it may not be, but it just feels like a conflict of interest <laughs> to take over something that was celebrated by multiple different games based on multiple different companies and everything. Like Nintendo isn't exclusive to Nintendo. So, I could kind of see where they went with this and why this decision made there. I know there has been exclusive knowledge of why this has been, but you know, that's just the swing of things right now. So it's unfortunate. Um, we'll just have to see what Panda Global does with um, the with their deal. And if it works out, then, you know, it could be competition for Evo. If not, hopefully we'll see Nintendo back in the uh, in the cuffs of Evo. So we'll see. But a lot of great things to look forward to uh, this year with that. Folks, that will do it for this uh, part of the segment. We're going to take a break, come back, and I will give my final stage review of Azor Striker Gun Vault 3. The, I, maybe the final installment of this. We'll do that right after this. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, the voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go. Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time live.com talktomlive.com provides all of our acmg content with new and previous episodes exclusive interviews articles and much more visit talktomlive.com and let us help you learn to let go live life and love all things acmg talk time live previously on talk time live exclusive sticking with the uh, gunvolt universe also announced to arrive in 2022 mm -hmm. is the third installment of Azor Striker Gun Vault yes, uh, series. We it's got happening. to see <laughs> we a lot of people are happy about that news. We did get to see a development update video uh, with the legendary KG Inafune himself, who said yes, that everything was still going well. Yep. Um, we also saw an appearance of a brand new character uh, yes. that is going to be playable in the third installment as well. Yes, Can you sir. give us? Any, I know you can't give us everything, but can you give us any type of uh, info on what to expect on that? Yeah, so um, so the character you speak of, uh, she's a brand new character. Her name is Keating, well, yeah. K I R I N, Kieran, Kieran mm -hmm. Keating, however you want to pronounce it. Right. Um, she, yeah, she's a brand new character in the Gunvolt universe, uh, making her debut in GV3, and uh, she is a um, she is a sword wielding exorcist. Mm. so she's got like power. so like she fights with like a she fights with like a special sword and she uses like talismans and stuff like that right. and uh she has like she's like super like lightning fast like uh sword sword attacks game style gameplay yeah super super dope um 
you know, because we're like we haven't even scratched the surface of what Gunvolt Three is going to be for all y'all. So I can't give <laughs> too too much. Um, but suffice to say, she's a bona fide badass, and um, her gameplay is something totally new to the Gunvolt universe that I think people are really going to enjoy. Yeah, I can't wait. I saw the footage of that. I was like, oh, this looks so beautiful. And oh, so <laughs> she so looks good. like she's going to be a lot of fun and play. Obviously, is going to play a big part of the story and narrative and everything. So I'm very much interested in what this story is going to be about. you reached the final stage of this program and i'm here to review azora striker gum vault 3 for the nintendo switch of course you guys know this game is near and dear to me because of my association with one of the people behind this game series that being matt papa he's been a multi-time guest on this show to talk about anything that involves azora striker or even luminous x uh one and two and if you remember the last interview that I have, which is available on TalkTimeLive.com and on wherever it is that you listen to podcasts, preferably to, uh, TalkTimeLive.com because you could go through the search engine and find it very easily on there. And you can check out the uh, video exclusive that I did with him. And as we talked about this game and the um, in Luminous X uh, uh, 2. So, you know he worked on this he did the localization and uh you know translation for this game uh which was one of the last projects that he did before leaving to go to limited run in japan he's now working with them so he's no longer with nt creates he's been with them forever um just he's done so much for that company it's been awesome so he's moved on to another to uh you know greener pastures if you will but before he left it's been said that he uh agreed to actually work on uh this and finish up on working on this uh following the release of x uh two so they arranged to continue translating in the look uh, as the localization director for this and i kudos to him kudos to the entire team this may be one of my favorites of the entire series uh I, there's a lot to like i love a lot of what they did with the new character the new system the combat system um there's a lot more that you could do it's both fun and challenging but not over the top <laughs> in that way so i've really dug it i it, you know i haven't played the azura striker gun vault series in a while so it took me a while to remember certain things that happened during from a storyline standpoint but let's talk about the story briefly and then talk about what i liked about the game and such from here it's more I, there's more that I liked about it than didn't. Like, really. It's virtually nothing I didn't like about this game. Um, but the story, you know, basically focuses on Gunvolt in the last game where after Gunvolt, trans um, Gunvolt transforms into a primal dragon uh, after fighting the organization known as uh, Eden, the group known as Shadow uh, Yakumo sends a battle priestess named Karen to stop Gunvolt's new power from fully awakening and creating a lot of chaos. She does so by sealing him away with the what is called 
the Septima, uh, I believe, uh, ability and turning him into a the form of a wolf or a dog, pretty much, allowing him to switch places with her when needed. She is also there to investigate uh, the Sumeragi group who has been acquiring a lot of enormous uh, sacred swords, uh, which they call the glaives, uh, basically. And it is looking to see, she's looking to see what they are plotting from that point. So that's pretty much the gist of the story there. Um, but let's talk about the new gameplay here. You, you, this actually, this game, you know, it says Azura uh, Striker Gun Vault 3, but honestly, this is the Karen, this is the Karen show right here. Um, she's taken over for the most part. You can still play as Gun Vault, but like kind of temporarily. And as you gradually go along and you start enhancing your, uh, your impulse, you know, uh, in, uh abilities, you will be able to play him a little bit longer, but for the most part, you're playing as Karen and I didn't mind this at all. I like, I understood this based on the story. That's the way they got to go. And she's pretty awesome. I like her. She has the uh, ability. She's a battle priestess. So, um, she has the ability to shoot talisman at people. And when you shoot, this is her version of like gun vault using a dark gun, which, you know, targets the person allowing him to use his other abilities to, uh, totally do the rest here. She throws talis uh, talismans at enemies and once it locks into them, she can do a really quick, you know, mock speed attack, sword attack on them, taking them out instantly. And, you know, just it, it targets the per it automatically targets the person. You hit the A button on the Nintendo Switch and it just automatically takes them out from there. So some enemies need a little bit more to do that, but um, it's a lot of fun to do. It's it's really they balance they managed to balance that you know combat system really well uh, i enjoy playing her a lot she also uses it to cling on to other things to climb and jump to different areas and everything so that play design that gameplay design is it's fun it's a lot of fun doing it it doesn't it's not like mega man where it's like annoying i've never got annoyed not once doing any of the things that i did in this in uh, all through the game um I, it's they manage KG Nafune, who's like the executive producer of this. He's done it forever. You know, he's been in the Mega Man business forever. So, you know, being able to create everything that he didn't do in the past was so well done. Like Azora Striker Gunvolt in uh, Luminous X series has been his redemption from Mighty Number no. Nine and everything that he went through. You know, I'm so glad that he was able to make a comeback with this. Um, it's an awesome feat for him to accomplish. And, you know, he's in the saving graces again, which is awesome because that was an error for him that, you know, wasn't in his good light, but he managed to, you know, persevere from that. And this is his, this game defines his perseverance. These all the, the entire series, it, um, does in my opinion. So, uh, the combat system is really cool. You get to do the character change from Kara's ability to gun vaults ability. Uh, when it comes to the the ultimate attacks, if you will, the big attacks that he does and uh, that they do in the game. Uh, it's kind of limited in a sense. Uh, Karen's ability, she only has one major attack uh, that she does in here, which uh, let me see if I can remember that because it's a really, really long. Yeah, it's the hidden 92 right divine ruin <laughs> attack. So 
that's her biggest attack to that whereas gun vault has all of his classic major attacks in here as well that you're familiar with through every game that he's ever been in and uh it, it's you know it's pretty cool all his voltic attack is lightning assaults the chain attack it's all there he can still hover he can still do flash barriers as well um everything is there once you once you play him it's all there so it, very familiar stuff uh with him but um karen's just just it's more fun because it's like you're playing she comes off like a strider type uh game you know a player when you play this and you know with her sword and everything really cool i like the talisman gauge in there so you know just like you do with gun vault you can recharge it by tapping bottom twice on there as well and there's some really fun tricky you know you know tricks that you could do with this whole thing so you have that part right there and the presentation i mean that's the bread and butter of the azura striker gun vault series is the presentation where the art style if you're familiar and love everything that keiji inafune has done in the past like this is right up the alley of what you'd expect from a game that is that has anything to do with keiji inafune because part of mega what mega man uh what made mega man so great is his character design so they're following up with that style with that style i don't i don't believe it's necessarily him that's designing these characters i'm not sure um but it really plays into the idea of really good character design and really stage design and and, and everything that you would expect from a Mega Man type type of game. Like we got Mega Man 11, but they are really doing a great job picking up, you know, where Capcom has left off on that new. And Capcom hasn't done anything since Mega Man 11, surprisingly, uh, which was a good, really good game. Mega Man um, 11 was a very fun game. It's just they haven't done anything since. But, you know, we get to see NT Creates, you know, keep that genre, this 2D side scrolling genre alive. And again, the uh, I also like the talisman ability that Karen has as well, which is um, not only that uh, she get. Let's talk about the impulse uh, system that they have. The impulse system basically is a brand new phenomenon, as they explain it, by their combined Septimus called impulse uh, image impulse. So basically, in the game, you obtain these image chips. That are hidden throughout each stage and each stage has their own number of image chips that you find if you manage to find all of them you actually unlock a new song uh that you can uh play during the game that'll help you get through when um you uh when you're actually uh in need of some type of extra help from lumen and uh i've only i've only been able to acquire one at the moment, I'm still replaying the game, but that's the beauty of the game because the replay value is so much fun that you'll want to go back into the game, to the stages that you've missed out and keep acquiring um, image impulse, image pulses and such. Uh, and I think I said impulse a few minutes ago, but it's actually image pulse, I should say. So forgive me for that. Um, but the image pulse system, I think is pretty awesome because you got you could customize your impulse uh your image i see i said it again you could customize your image pulse and four different ways and you could go into configurations and as you collect more uh image pulse uh and which are basically different um enemies that you had from previous gun vault games you can use pretty much their depths and you could use them 
it to your to your leisure in this case if you collect them if you get them new and they provide all of their attacks and abilities that you were able to face off of in previous gun vault games now you have possession of them because of karen's talis uh, talisman abilities so if you feel like you can't go at it by just using your sword or the talisman then using the impulse uh the image pulse will allow you to really get an edge on things there's two different types of image pulses too there's skill types uh image pulses which is the ability to use the adept's uh powers uh to, to your abilities and there's also the passive type image pulse which is uh, which allows you to have extra abilities and enhancements to get through maybe a double jump here maybe you could climb up on walls something like that based on other um, image pulses that you have and these image pulse uh pulses that you have are memories from gun vault who just happened to lose his, um, a lot of his memories throughout the storyline so not only is he trying to conceal the power of the primal dragon but he's also trying to regain his memory back and of course this game in the story mode it's there's multiple endings as you would expect from both i just happened to fall into the very bad ending that i have and it is bad because it took me a while to remember that, like they have different endings and thank you to whoever in twitter reminded me of that um that like oh god i forgot about that so you know to get the real ending you got to go about it a certain way i tried to go online to see how that goes but it is a needle in a haystack at the moment to do so but i'm still going at it i'm still collecting different uh image pulses and such but speaking of the story what they did this time was do something i've always wanted all 2d side scrolling games to do and that is the addition of the story mode plus which it, uh, it's giving you the ability to have dialogue during gameplay to, to help enhance the experience of the story so like why all through and i think mega man has done this and i think mega man 11 may have done this but not to the extent of what nt creates has done here it's like full-fledged story dialogue by the voice cast of the uh game as well and i thought it was just pretty well done i really enjoyed it i never want you can choose to use the story mode plus or you can choose not to do it i absolutely choose to do it i enjoy it every single time it actually brings me in more to the game i feel like it's more immersed intimate type of uh way of playing and it's just it's incredible you know so um voice actors uh, english voice actors kelly baskin plays karen here we got uh sean chiplock who plays gun vault which i believe he's voiced him before because they had an anime ova as well uh deanna garnett plays lumen in here so we got all voice casts in here as well as a familiar voice from this show as well um our voice uh original uh one of our previous guests of talk time live morgan barry is in the game playing uh serpentine in here so it's awesome to have her on there as well she was uh really cool to be on the show uh, at the time she was um 13 from my hero academia she's also played on the inuyasha sequel as uh inuyasha's one of uh, inuyasha's kids in there as well one of the main characters of that show so she is on a ball uh, it was really it was really cool to uh hear on this too all the voice actors are great lizzie freeman i actually thought was tara strong because she has a country uh twang accent to it and 
I really thought that I was like, that sounds like um, Miss Minutes. And that means is Tara strong in the game? Apparently not. But this uh, actor, she really did a great job playing that voice. I mean, she sounds uncanny to Tara Strong's uh, voice in here as well. So there are also Berserk Adepts as well, which are the Adepts that you face. But they are actual people that you wind up working with once you uh, free them from their situation. So the whole system, this it, it's very different from the previous two uh, Gun Vault games. And I love that. And I think that's the reason why I like this more, because it's they really did a great job going into this, giving us, you know, the core, you know, aspect of what we love about the Gun Vault series, but also something fresh and new and adding Karen to it does change things. And then also adding um, the uh, the the new system that Kira has as well. It's just really cool. The impulse, uh, uh, not keep saying impulse, the image pulse system really works well to this. So, um, you know, overall, I enjoy this game immensely. I think if anything I can say is a, maybe a negative is just a, and it doesn't really have anything to do with them. It's just trying to figure out how to, you know, get the good ending at this point. But that's up to me. That's not to me thing. That's not them. So I, you know, I say this is the best one. So far be it for me to not say that um, I didn't really, I, I really enjoyed this game. I really, really enjoyed this game. I could go back and play it and enjoy it again um, whenever I like. And I'll have all three games. If you have not played Azura Fighter, Azura Striker Gun Vault series and the uh, the um, the spinoff to that uh, Luminous X. Go out of your way, check it out. If you're a Mega Man fan, if you like 2D side scrolling, futuristic, awesome anime style games, you won't go wrong with this. Uh, I got to give respect where respect is due here. I, I was thinking like maybe B plus, but no, they went extra on this. The, the story mode plus the um, the image pulse system you know there's a they put a lot of work into this i mean a lot more work to this the fact that they have dialogue going in you know every so often it's just plain awesome so uh with that said i will definitely give them an i will give them a solid a for this it's well worth it i've always been a fan of uh you know nt creates for what they've done um shout out to matt papa you know best wishes to him and his um future endeavors with limited run and thank you for bringing it you know doing what you like honestly you guys don't understand how awesome matt is when it comes to his contributions to this company uh he's the reason why we're getting english anything in these games okay you know his his being able to localize and translate this and then also play a little bit of a part of this in in luminous x as well it, it's awesome it's just uh, his story his whole entire story is fantastic i highly recommend going into talktumlive.com going into the you can check out the video exclusive i'm already giving plugs already and i'm not even ready to, i'm i'm going ahead of myself but um go check out his, his video exclusive but also he he's been on the show multiple times but hearing the story of how he lost his job in uh, here in philadelphia and him and his girlfriend trombon just decided to say screw it we're gonna do us we're gonna go to japan and do our thing and they did <laughs> they did and somehow he found a, a little company called into creates that it was headed by of all people you know keiji inufune which is one of his idols and got a chance to work with that that look i talk about it all the time 
if you really want it, you got to do whatever is possible to get it. And I know there's challenges on the road. I still go through challenges in my feats, but you will do it if your passion is there and his passion was there. And he not only was able to work with this company, but to make his he, he put his carbon footprint in this company. So, you know, shout out to him. Kudos to him. And thank you guys for this experience, because I give you a solid A for that. Go out of your way. Check this out. It's available now. It is $29.99 on the Nintendo Switch uh, eShop. Uh, and it is $44.99 for the standard digital. And, and I believe there is going to be, they, I believe they have a bundle pack for this too, but also there's gonna be a DLC coming for this uh, game too. So stay tuned for that. If, if you look at the very title screen, they showed it as um, there's gonna be some DLC coming. I don't know in the form of a new character, new stages, whatever, but this is not the end. They're still gonna be working on this game. So trust me. So go out of your way and check it out there. Folks, that will do it for this edition of Select Start. Thank you guys so much for being a part of this show in every show. And if you enjoy this episode in every episode, please do, as I said before, go to TalkTimeLive.com. That is the official website for ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the home of all things anime, comics, movies, and games. Check out all of our audio podcasts, all of our video exclusive podcasts there. More to come, by the way, including uh, Danielle Kennedy, who is going to be uh, on the movie Day Shift starring Jamie Foxx and Snoop Dogg. She's coming on the show to talk about her experience in that $100 million budget movie for Netflix and how she got to be able to get into a crazy fight with Jamie Foxx on there as well. And then also, I am going to have the one and only voice of Gohan himself, Kyle Hebert, making his appearance on Dragon Ball Super Superhero coming very soon later this month in all theaters around the world. And we finally get this talk about Gohan getting his much deserved due in any movie, in any format. So I'm looking forward to talking about uh, to him there. And uh, just, I'm very, very grateful for all the opportunities and experiences here on ACMG and of course, Talk Time Live. So if you want to subscribe and download this in every episode and never miss a beat, you can go and find us wherever podcasts are played, including Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, TuneIn, Audible, Pocket Cast, Pandora. And if you go to Talk Time Live on Tumblr, you will find the show there as well. You can follow me on Instagram at DaxXavier underscore Josiah there. And um, just keep it going and keep it growing all the time. Please subscribe and download and support this show and every show. And we'll keep bringing you the best in all things of our favorite fandom. So folks, that will do it for me. On behalf of myself, this is DaxXavier Josiah saying, learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is... ACMG presents Talk Time Live. I am out here. Take care, and I will see you guys next week. Remember, we got an anniversary to celebrate here. Take care, everybody. Music for this episode is provided by Game Chops. Check out these great chiptune tracks and more at music.gamechops.com.